This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. All you have to do, call in at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website as well over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there on the site. They are totally free, so enjoy again over at freetalklive.com. And those other talk show hosts, by the way, want to charge you for their sites. Ours, we give it away. You actually get to control the content of the site. So you find something online you think's interesting, you share it, uh, share it as show prep, submit a show prep to the freetalklive.com site. Other listeners will then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site so more people see them, including us. I'm more likely to use them on the air. Go to freetalklive.com to get interactive. In fact, uh, right from the, the relative top of our website, found an interesting piece here that I you know backs up something I've been saying for a long time, and that is that I think humans are generally good. I think the people are good by nature. I think that's the reason why we don't have uh, violence and chaos in the streets. I think it's not because the government's around or the, the government police are lurking around some corner somewhere. It's because the people are good. And on top of that, obviously, some people are willing to defend themselves. And when you have areas, uh, certain areas of the country that have more, I guess, ability where people have more individual ability to defend themselves, say, like New Hampshire, Vermont or Alaska, where the gun restrictions are relatively low, uh, then you have lower crime rates as a result of that. But just in general, the reason why you don't have a bunch of criminals running around is because most people are good. And now there's so biological. good by nature. You say yeah. there's biological. Yeah. Now there's biological okay, research. Very that- interested in this because I'm not entirely sure that I believe people are good by nature so this is nature versus nurture right yeah well interesting because i yeah. think that the, you know there's lots of reasons okay so cooperation works better than not not cooperating mm-hmm. so there's a there's a reason to be quote-unquote good um you know people have taught you to be good so there's another good reason to be good yeah. you'll face harm if you aren't good so there's another reason to be good so i mean there's a lot of incentives there's to a be lot good. of incentives sure uh so here's some information from the afp and al jazeera about biological research that is increasingly debunking the view of humanity as competitive aggressive and brutish According to Franz Deval, a biologist at Emory University in Atlanta, he told the annual meeting of American Association for the Advancement of Science on Monday the following. He says humans have a lot of pro-social tendencies. New research on higher animals from primates and elephants to mice shows there's a biological basis for behavior such as cooperation. Uh, this is according to the author of The Age of Empathy, that's Francis Wall, uh, Nature's Lessons for a Kinder Society. Until just 12 years ago, the common view among scientists was that humans were nasty at the core, but had developed a veneer of morality, albeit a thin one, Deval told scientists and journalists from some 50 comfort, uh, countries at the conference in Vancouver. But human children and most higher animals are moral in a scientific sense because they need to cooperate with each other to reproduce and pass on their genes, he said. Research has disproved the view, dominant since the 19th century, typical of biologists Thomas Henry Huxley's argument that morality is absent in nature and something created by humans. And common assumptions that the harsh view was promoted by Charles Darwin, the so-called father of evolution, are also wrong, he said. Darwin was much smarter than most of his followers, said Duvall, quoting from Darwin's The Descent of Man, that animals that developed well-marked social instincts would inevitably acquire a moral sense or conscience. 
Duvall showed the audience videos from laboratories revealing the dramatic emotional distress of a monkey denied a treat that another monkey received and of a rat giving up chocolate in order to help another rat escape from a trap. Hmm. Such research shows that animals naturally have pro-social tendencies for reciprocity, fairness, empathy, and consolation. Human morality is unthinkable without empathy, he said. Asked if wide public acceptance of empathy as natural would change the intense competition on which capitalist economic and political systems are based, Duvall quipped, I'm just a monkey watcher. But he told reporters that research also shows animals bestow their empathy on animals they're familiar with in their in-group and that natural tendency is a challenge in a globalized human world. Morality develops in, developed in humans in small communities, he said, adding that it's a challenge. It's experimental for the human species to apply a system intended for in-groups to the whole world. So suggesting here that there's, you know, that morality goes beyond human beings, that it, it spreads into the higher animal kingdom as well here. And I don't think that uh, competition is necessarily a, a bad thing or in any way inherently immoral. Uh, competition just allows us to have choices uh, in the marketplace. And I, th- I think that well, you can have friendly competition. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. And I think that's uh, I think it's very interesting. I remember that video. Um, have you seen the video on the Internet where the one dog saves the other dog out of the middle of the road? Yes, I have. As a matter, it's of fact. interesting, right? Yeah, it's I mean, really it's, cool. It's really interesting, and so it's it's interesting to see these things in the animal kingdom where they eat each other, right? Like they spend a lot they of their time. Too. They spend a lot of their time eating each other. But it, and and another thing this says, interestingly, is that it it says that animals and people think in groups, and you know, you if if you have anything that. Uh, if you have a philosophy that goes against human nature, your philosophy is going to fail. So it's kind of interesting. Like the idea would be like, how would you expand the humans group to be all the humans? Hmm. You know, I mean, it's well, you have gonna... to get rid of the ideas that uh, the, the kind of imaginary concepts that separate us. So mm-hmm. nations would be something you'd have to get rid of. Colors. Colors. It also would be helpful. Uh, you know, colors of hair, colors of eyes, skin colors, all those things. Sure. Hmm. Anything that uh, people discriminate uh, against. Do many people. Most people don't discriminate based on colors of eyes. Probably not. But some people believe that, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, you know, the The, the the best way to go. I Uh, I really think it's interesting that this is debunking Huxley and Darwin. Excuse me. Um, I I think it's I'm really as an atheist, I'm really pro evolution and evolutionary concept. And I'm always I'm always interested to hear um, new science. And this is awesome. Um, I, I just wonder how power the element of power over others would change this because you may be naturally a good person, but if you were given power over another, do you remain a good person? We've seen a lot of science that shows the power corrupts. Right. Uh, um, you know, I mean, so, and it, it's, it's hard to find human, uh, you know, groups that don't have some kind of power structure uh, or mm-hmm. another. I mean, you know, some some are more loose than others. Um, and you know, I mean, you know, th- these are interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I don't have anything else to say about them other than that. I would agree. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, clearly, power is is a problem and. It is. It always. I mean, I wish we had the science in front of us that actually shows in various different ways how it is that uh, the power does corrupt. But it does. I mean, it's, it's scientifically proven uh, that power corrupts human beings. And uh, how do we get rid of that power is really the ultimate question. Right. Uh, because as long as people acknowledge that it exists and and kowtow to those who claim to have it, 
then it will continue. Uh, so really, I think ultimately we have to get over the idea that humans should have power, uh, that there should be one placed above on a pedestal above another. And that's uh, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to disabuse people of those notions because they still hold on to uh, this this you know idea that government, which is the most common, I think, power structure that, that we see in our society, mm. uh, is somehow necessary. Family is probably the most common power structure that we have, you know, and that's based on. Uh, yeah, but a lot of family power is, is backed by government. Like, for instance, if a if a young person wants to leave a family uh, in any other world where there's no government around to come bring them home, they would be able to. But if you uh, if you you know if you're 15 or 16 and you decide I've had it with these parents and you know you walk out of the house, uh, the cops are going to come get you and they're going to take you back to the house that's right doesn't matter if you're being abused in that home or whatever it is the reasons are that you decided to leave you will be brought back so ultimately the power of the the man or the woman in the whoever the head of household is ultimately that power is backed up by the men with guns calling themselves government it's true but at the same time it's uh you know the, the that power is backed up by the realities of y- young people not being able to work very very well another government prohibition oh well t- try being 8 and getting a job uh, there are there was a story about the 7 uh, year old millionaire or whatever the guy that started sh- polishing shoes and doing other entrepreneurial things at a very young seven, age he a started of... at a young age and became a millionaire by age 13, 13 i think it was yeah. okay. So, but he he was out there doing things on his own, right out, you know, as soon as he as, as soon as he was old enough to, uh, basically, with the blessing of his parents, of course. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But I think that's one of our challenges is to uh, to change how people see the power structures in this world and hopefully get people to ignore them. Because if enough people ignore the people claim to be in power, then what power do they really have? The reason why the government people are so powerful is because people go along with the program. They do what they're told. More coming up. Free Talk Live. You- In the amazing universe of podcast, one podcast stands alone. In excellence of broadcasting and neurology is verbalsurgery.com. That's right. Verbalsurgery.com. Get your brain in gear. Get it full speed ahead. Get it going right now, baby, because you are awesome, awesome, awesome. And this podcast, when you listen to it, you will feel better right now. So go to verbalsurgery.com. Get with the program, baby. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Uh, And don't forget, uh, some of the features on the site include the webcam. You can go watch, listen, and interact. The chat room built into the same page as the cam. Just head on over to cam.freetalklive.com and do that all for free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. So coming up here, uh, starting tomorrow, the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Now, the Thursday... Day isn't really officially the be- I guess it's officially the beginning of the Liberty Forum, but there's not a whole lot on the schedule. It's more of like a welcome to New Hampshire kind of day. Here you can go and take a tour of the state house, or you can go to a gun shoot, 
later on in the evening, I think there's going to be an icebreaker and some sort of a some kind of soiree. I'm not sure exactly what uh, they have planned, but the schedule is available for you over at free, uh, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, and it really kicks off in earnest bright and early Friday morning with a variety of speakers and panel discussions. The civil disobedience panel that myself and Pete Nademo from copblock.org will be uh, participating in, that will be happening, I think, one of the first sessions on Friday, like about 1 o'clock or one fifteen. So there's going to be panel kind of panel sessions will be open to audience participation there's also going to be speak uh, speech speeches by people like carlos miller from photography is not a crime uh we've also got jody emery from cannabis culture peter schiff the investment advisor prax girl from the youtube channel and many more go to freestateproject.org slash liberty forum that's where you can learn more about the event get the details on the hotel uh get signed up it's still not too late to uh, get a ticket of course you can also show up the day of and purchase a la carte tickets only attending the events that are interesting to you. In addition to the Liberty Forum, I believe on Saturday the Alt Expo will be happening, which is kind of a, a long-running, uh, not just not competing event necessarily, but a friendly side event, I suppose you could say, that happens in the same hotel. In fact, I think this time the Alt Expo actually has one of the hotel rooms. It used to be – or one of the – rentable rooms it okay. used to just be happening like in someone's room? hotel room okay, yeah they've yeah. got a conference room uh this time so alt expo is getting even bigger than it's ever been uh and it's gonna be a great time people are already arriving in new hampshire some folks uh, just you know driving through the streets of Keene and yeah. winnebago here not too long it's ago it's great to see people here yeah people are showing up and they're getting excited and uh, they're going to be heading out to the liberty forum tomorrow so or tomorrow and some people showing up friday saturday whenever you can get there it will be worth your while because people who love liberty all in the same hotel, hundreds of people together. I mean, how can you go wrong? For me, that's what it's all about. It's a it's a great networking experience and a great time to, uh, you know, to to see what it's like to be around other people of like mind. Because if if you're like I used to be in Florida, it might feel a little lonely where you are. Maybe there aren't very many people that consider themselves activists. Maybe there aren't very many people that are on board with the ideas of liberty, or at least that you don't really feel like – maybe maybe you feel like you know some people that like the ideas, but they're not really willing to do anything about it. Well, if you want to get together with people who are willing to do things, this is the place to go. Free State Project Liberty Forum. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You can still use our discount code FTL2012 and save 10%. That's FTL2012. You'll save 10%. At freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. We're going to be there starting tomorrow night broadcasting live. So this is our last night uh, in the studio this week. We will be live on location Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. So look forward to seeing uh, many of our listeners there. It's It kind of also doubles as like a free talk live listener convention to some extent <laughs> uh, that we don't actually have to spend any time or money putting on uh, just because so many people come. Thanks to the Free State Project for that. Yeah, thanks to Chris Lawless and the uh, the Free State Project <laughs> for putting this together. It, I mean, it's there's not any real official free talk live events besides us doing the show, uh, but it's, but it's cool. But lots of people come and, and view it. Well, right. Yeah, people come and they sit in the room where we're doing the show and then for, you know the listeners get to kind of know each other and some of them already know each other from past Liberty sure. Forums and, uh, and, and being on the Free Talk like BBS. So it's it's a real kind of community occasion and gives you a great excuse to come up and see what it's like here in New Hampshire. Although don't, you know, don't let the weather fool you. It was close to 50 degrees here in Keene, New Hampshire. I was today. over that. It was close to 60 in the sun today. It was ridiculous. Yeah. 
So ridiculous. It's not I, I'm not complaining. Right. I will shovel this all year long, man. If we this have is no what snow. global warming means, I am for it. I'm for it. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely. Did snow a little last night. I thought for a moment it, it was. Uh, yeah, we got some flurries, yeah. but this this is nothing. No, this is nothing. It's incredible. Really, February. It's, it's really. I mean, you can't ask for a better weekend to come up for the Liberty Farm, unless all of a sudden it dumps, you know, three feet t- tonight or something. The like long term forecast looks good, actually, okay. but I'm hoping for an open winter myself. Just absolutely an no open winter? open winter, which means you get no snow which technically it can't be an open winter because we got that two feet of snow halloween weekend but even technically still it's not winter that's fall that's still fall you're right yeah. open winter would be awesome so 855-450 free is uh, the toll-free number here and we're going to tell you a lot more about the liberty forum we'll be interviewing guests uh, i know jody emery is, is very excited about uh, coming on so we're definitely going to have her on and, and of course a number of our co-hosts will be there and we'll talk to as many people as we possibly can frequently we have an open mic uh, as a third person kind of mic that people can just kind of sit in and and act as though it was a phone line except it's our third microphone so we'll be doing all those things we normally do from the free state projects liberty forum coming up starting tomorrow night all right 855-450 free is the toll-free number uh, breaking news here uh, apparently the federal government is going after cindy sheehan now we've of had of course they are we've had cindy on our show in the past uh, because, well, she bravely stood up against uh, the war and uh, the Bush administration many years ago. It's been several years since she's been on the program. And she hasn't stopped. Uh, she hasn't stopped opposing the wars in uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan. And now the federal government has decided to target her and teach her a lesson for standing up and speaking out against them. The, wonder how she feels about uh, voting for Obama at this point. They have filed a law. Did she vote for Obama? I don't. I, I, I'm just guessing. I'm just making a guess. Oh, okay. Uh, she... They filed a law. I, I don't know, Mark. I, I wouldn't jump on a, to any conclusions about that. But anyway, she, uh, she's she been sued by the federal government. Uh, they are trying to force her to provide her financial records to the Internal Revenue Service. An IRS officer said that she had refused to answer any questions about her finances after receiving a summons at her Vecaville home. The attorney's office filed a petition to enforce the IRS summons. It orders she had to produce bank account statements for the period from August through early November of 2011. According to IRS Revenue Officer Jose Ortega, the financial information may be relevant to the collection of Sheehan's federal income tax liabilities for 2005 and 2006. Sheehan first met with the agent on November 22nd, sought an extension to January 17th. It was during the January meeting that she refused to answer any questions or produce the requested documents. She said she's always been up front with the IRS and has no intention of paying taxes. She says the government has already taken enough from her, saying, quote, if they, the federal mm. government, can give me my son Referring back, to her son, yeah. I'll yeah. pay my taxes, but that's not going to happen, she said. Mm. Good for her. As you may know, she became an anti-war activist after her son, Casey Sheehan, was killed in Iraq in 2004. Set up national, she attracted national attention by setting up a camp near George Bush's ranch in Texas in 2005. And more recently, she's been involved in the Occupy movement and was arrested in an October demonstration in Sacramento. So mm. they're going after her because she dares to defy the IRS and the, and courageously and publicly speaks out against paying taxes in protest of the ongoing wars. You know, she's in a position that, uh, you know, puts the IRS, uh, the government, in a bad position. She's like, yeah, you got my one child. What else do you want from me? Go ahead, take take my freedom. Put me in a cage. Take my house. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. Misconceptions about unschooling coming up. It's Free Talk Live. 
Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Our toll-free number here is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, go to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. M freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and podcast. All free m.freetalklive.com. Bitcoin's the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service that you have to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With bitcoins, you can send and receive money without fees anywhere in the world, without needing permission from any government or bank. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. Uh, it's a it's the internet's new digital currency. It's bitcoins. We use coins.org. Now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing whatever currency you have into a major bank, and then you can buy your bitcoins with cash. Visit bitcoin bitinstant.com. It's bitinstant.com. All right, so let's actually go to the phones and to the fun. We have a gentleman on the line here who actually had a question about bitcoins, as I understand it. Go ahead, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, my question is, I understand the basic idea, and it's great. It's decentralized, uh, and uh, big banks don't control it. But my concern is the technology dependence. And my real question is, is it actually Internet dependent? Now, the reason I ask that is when the U.S. government finally crashes its economy. I don't know if it's going to be in my lifetime or my grandchildren's lifetime, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. It may take out the North American Internet backbone at least for a little while. Who knows how long? So is it Internet-dependent or just technology-dependent? Okay, good question. So I am not one of the programmers, so I can't answer this beyond my own basic understanding of the Bitcoin, but it's a peer-to-peer network. So there is a dependence on being connected to some form of net. I don't know if that doesn't mean that you couldn't have an alternative network that it would be operating over. I'm not sure about that. But at this point in time, as I understand it, you do have to be connected to the Internet uh, in order to have Bitcoins exist. Uh, So it's because of the millions of people that are on this Bitcoin network that makes it very robust and it makes it impossible to take down. It makes it impossible to be targeted. There's no central location that they can take out and eliminate your account or anything like that. It's all completely distributed across you know, again, millions of, uh, of points or nodes on this uh, this particular network. So were the Internet to go down entirely, yeah, you probably wouldn't have any Bitcoins uh, at that point. But if it were to come back online, in theory, the Bitcoins would still be there. Uh, it's just that you wouldn't be able to access them or transfer them if you didn't have, on, if you didn't have Internet access. Did that answer your question? Yeah, I wonder, well, yeah, but there are physical Bitcoins. Somebody will come up with uh, 
with a way of, of uh, doing like ad hoc networking to where, you know, two people can do an interaction and exchange bitcoins, and then later it gets uploaded. There may, there may be something in the works. I'll, I'll have to look into it. Well, when you do a Bitcoin trans, have you, do you have a Bitcoin software installed on your computer, or have you gone uh, that far? I, I haven't really looked at it too far. Okay. And I haven't. So, yet, you know, it doesn't I'm, cost it doesn't cost you anything to, to experiment with it. You can just go and, and download the software and install it. And, uh, and then you can go and, and get your hands on some bitcoins if you want. There are various different ways to do it. Uh, BitInstant.com uh, can can help with that. Sure. And then you can play with it and see exactly what I mean. But what happens is when you transfer bitcoins to another client or to another bitcoin address, it takes it a little bit of time. It's yes, the bitcoins are instantly transferred but it has to be verified before they really are usable uh so what happens is there's some some process that involves those other nodes on the network essentially confirming that yes indeed this transfer did happen and that until those until that transfer is like confirmed at least eight times it's not considered a confirmed uh, transaction i believe that's that's the number of times it's required and then as you watch you'll see the number of confirmations go up and up and up and up as the as the transaction Transaction propagates out over the entire peer-to-peer uh, -peer network. So, if you were to transfer to somebody, as you said, with an ad hoc situation where there was no internet connected, if somehow you were able to do that, which I don't know if that's even possible with physical being, bitcoins, you could do that with. You can buy you them. You could do it with physical bitcoins. Sure, MemoryDealers.com sure, sells them. They're physical bitcoins. You can uh, use them in the real world, and then if you want, you can tear the back off and put them back on the internet. Well, no, Mark, that's not an accurate statement. It's not accurate. Uh, the physical bitcoins are never. They never leave the internet. Uh, you don't. You can't take bitcoins out of the internet. They're always there. But they're in the depository of the company that makes the physical bitcoins. No, nope, not at all. Where are they? Uh, the physical bitcoins. When when you when you get one of those physical bitcoins, there's a there's a code underneath the back, as you as you mentioned, that will allow you to access the bitcoins online. So those bitcoins are just sitting in a wallet that's dedicated to that one particular coin. Okay. Essentially, does that make sense? I guess. Do you guess or do you know? I think I understand. I mean, they'll they'll be transferred when you decide to get them. No, no, my, no. My They're there all the time. They're sitting in that wallet. Okay. When you're holding a physical Bitcoin in your hand, you're holding the information required to access that wallet. Okay. And Correct. then when you use that information, when you when you redeem the physical Bitcoin, as you might call it, by removing the the label from the back, the, the which has this. Uh, protection on it that you can it's tell like if a it's holographic been tampered with. sticker yeah. Yeah. yeah you can tell if somebody's been messing with it uh so when you remove that sticker it's it's now void at that point and the uh, and you will then be able to access that particular wallet until that's removed the only other individual who knows what that wallet is, is the person who created that physical bitcoin and essentially you have to trust that that person isn't going to violate that account so it's it's not a perfect. The physical bitcoins are not a perfect system thus far, and uh, but I you know it, it's but something they that's going to get better. To use them, I mean you know they're they're Physically. backed. They're, they're currency that is backed with more than, than the U.S. dollar is backed with. Yes, I, I've I've used the physical bitcoins that I've gotten through Free Talk Live to. Uh, uh, Mandrick gave me a train wreck, mm -hmm. one of his train wreck sandwiches for a. 
for a Bitcoin, physical Bitcoin. Excellent. Yeah. And did you redeem that or is it still uh, unredeemed? I, I, it, it was unredeemed when I spent it. So I'm, Got it. you know, what whatever Mandrake decides to do with it. Right. So basically him. when you transfer a physical Bitcoin from one person to another, you're just basically giving someone's wallet. You're giving a wallet information, uh, the, a Bitcoin wallet info around, essentially, is what's happening there. It's just a, a way to transfer that information. It could be done in a, in a variety of different forms. But the Bitcoins never leave the Internet. They can't. It's not possible. Okay. Ty, uh, in Tennessee, any further thoughts or questions? No, that's that pretty much answers the question. That's the only the only weakness I see is you know there may be a delay if something goes wrong that they you know that the North American backbone goes down. You know you might be able to go to Europe or some someplace like that or well, you know somewhere overseas and do it. At this point, Ty, there isn't a currency that I consider to be. Perfect. Um, I mean, you know, if if you're in a situation where the, with your internet backbone goes down, we're talking about you know a kind of eat the dog kind of uh, market crash. In that situation, you probably want uh, bullets. Silver. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know if you want bullets, silver. Yeah. Silver's fine and everything, but I don't know if you're in that situation. If people are going to be saying, "Oh yeah, I'd love a handful of uh, mercury dimes," um, you probably want to have stored food from WiseFoodStorage.com, some ammunition. Say you bought it from manventure.com uh you're, you're gonna want some canned food you know all those things are probably what you're looking for in that instance there are advantages to gold and silver no doubt um and there are advantages to bitcoins i think that bitcoins you know bit, bitcoins can be transferred over the internet gold and silver you can't do a transaction over the internet don't put your eggs in one basket anyway but, uh, thanks for Thanks, Ty, for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. And I think you made a really great point, Mark, that uh, Bitcoins they have some real advantages over gold and silver. And gold and silver have some advantages over Bitcoins. So to me, I think it's a good one-two punch to have uh, your money placed in both of those uh, places. I'm no investment advisor, though, so don't take, don't take my word for it. But it makes me don't feel... Don't take the investment advisor's word for it, either. Yeah. Well, it makes me <laughs> feel good to know that I have both. I like having both. And I understand that uh, you know one is kind of a complement, I think, to the other. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, you know, if you lose your Bitcoin wallet, your Bitcoins are gone, man. No one can ever get those. Like, if you have a bunch of Bitcoins in a wallet and you lose that information, no one can retrieve those Bitcoins. They are gone. You should spend a little Good. time uh, researching Bitcoins before you just uh, put your whole fortune into them. Weusecoins.org. Org. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at AU.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. That's freetalklive.com. We uh, give you all the features on the site there for free. And if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. 
And the idea is that you'll send in three bucks a month via any metric credit card through PayPal or some, uh, or right on our website. We've got Visa Mastercard options as well, and that money is invested into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations and bringing more internet listeners on board as well. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to help us out there. Uh, still to come here tonight. Nemi, you're going to tell us something about delinquent children? Yeah. What's that going to be about? It's uh, if you want delinquent children, be a controlling parent. Oh, no, yeah, that definitely sounds interesting. But first, let's start with uh, unschooling, which I think is a good way to not be a controlling parent. Uh, Mark, you want to tell us about some of the, f- the myths surrounding unschooling? Now, for our listeners that maybe have never heard of unschooling before, what is it? It's a, um, I guess, some people might call it a radical child-directed learning, um, where the kid decides what the kid's going to learn, when in, when that kid's going to learn it. And I think that there's a lot about unschooling that's very, very interesting to me. I think it has a there's a there's a the it sounds a little pretty, scary. It's scary for some too. people, right? Yeah. Like when okay. you when we were all growing up. I mean, we went to schools where it was very controlled. You were told what you were going to learn, on what track you were going to learn it, and uh, what you know the parameters were in which you had to learn it, and, and then you were graded as to whether or not you learned it enough. And and it was very very rote, very uh, very restricted. And I would say that the first thing that one would need to, uh, to understand about unschooling is you do that um, if if you're not if you're one of the parents that say doesn't put your kid into preschool, um, you know that parents do unschooling for the first five years. I mean, you're you're not sitting down with a lesson plan. Um, it, you're especially not sitting them in a classroom of uh, 25 other kids, making them ask when to use the bathroom and raise their hand when they want to talk, and you know these kinds of, of of situations with kids all their same age. I mean, when you're raising a kid with their brothers and sisters at home, you're unschooling right then. Um, and, you know, for my wife and I, we're looking at the idea of unschooling. I can't say that I'm entirely comfortable with the idea, but, you know, my, my son makes me very comfortable with the idea. Hmm. He wants to learn. He, you know, he has in no way has his, has his uh, mind been twisted by people out there that want to teach him what they want to teach him when he want, when they want to teach him. I and mean, consider right. that maybe. The reason that so many kids hate school by the time they get to high school is because of school. I yep. mean, the one thing that you can be certain that every kid in school uh, you know, has in common is they go to school. And maybe it's the system that they use to teach kids. Yeah, sure, there's some high achievers that come out of there. There's no doubt about it. But – What's it worth? You know, what does that mean and what's it worth? And I don't know that unschooling necessarily is going to work for everybody either, but I think it has something to offer in the arena of education. And um, that's my that's my opinion. This is uh, from Bohemian Travelers. I'm going to guess that's a uh, gnome de plume. What do you think, Nimi? Uh, I I would agree. Um, I I really I have looked around. This is the the name of the person or the mm. it, whoever's the posting this. It's LouRockwell.com. Got it. So it's bro- from bo- Bohemian Travelers. Since we decided to homeschool and eventually unschool our boys, I get asked a lot of questions. It's understandable, as the lifestyle we've chosen definitely goes against the grain of uh, societal norms. Even I had a lot of uh, trepidation and found myself asking some of the very same questions. And I I absolutely did, too. It took me over five years to fully settle in the ideas. And truth be told, I still question myself at least once a year. Mm. 
over the eight years plus since we started to homeschool. Now, there's a difference between homeschooling and unschooling. Unschooling would be, a, I, I used the term radical previously. Unschooling is child-directed learning. Homeschooling uh, unschooling would be a, a radical form of homeschooling, though. So it's it's not actually radical when you talk about child-directed learning. It is child-directed learning, but it's a radical form of homeschooling. Before you go on with this list, just what you're saying there made me think of a question. In a lot of places, state governments demand to know from homeschoolers what their curriculum will mm-hmm. be. They demand to have you submit it to them and that have you tell them what your curriculum is and that I guess they're supposed to approve it or something like that. And I, is it like that in New Hampshire? I'd heard that it is. My understanding is it is, yeah. So how do you unschool? Do you just have to keep your child completely off of the, the rolls of information just, with right, government has? It depends on whether or not you want to do such a thing. I mean, there's there probably there's more than one answer to this question, but if you say want to go by the government's rules, you would just fill out whatever the curriculum has been prior to them going. And you know, But I thought you have to give it to them in advance. Okay, that's what I mean. Prior. So would you fill it out and advance. say, we have no curriculum. It's unschooling. Signed, um, Mark Edge. <laughs> you would talk of, I'm sure that you can get a nice template off the internet of what your child will be doing at what uh, time frame. So you're talking about lying then? No, I'm talking about... But it's unschooling, so you don't know what the curriculum is going to be because your child's going to choose it as they go along. You're going to make a reasonable guess, and I think that uh, you know, most teachers would say that they have to have a certain amount of fluidity in the classroom in order to be mm-hmm. able to properly educate children, and you just have uh, a certain amount of fluidity. You probably could even use the term fluidity. Um, I know in New Hampshire that all you have to do is fill out a short description of what is going on as far as the cur- curriculum. Is that right? That much is true. Okay. Um, you know, as if... That the, needs to go away. I, I concur with you. I don't think that uh, New Hampshire, but that is one of the questions actually. What what is w- one of the five biggest misconceptions about un- unschooling? You know, oh. that's all in there. Okay, so, uh, let's do we'll it. Go then. on with it. Anyway, so uh, the, the Bohemian Travelers, and that, this is written from the perspective of a woman. I've read this through a couple of times, and I'm pretty sure that this is a woman writing this. <laughs> so the mom of the Bohemian Travelers group is writing this. Um, so over the eight years that since we started homeschool, my perspective through research and experience has grown considerably. This perspective, by the way, homeschool, unschooling parents, if you want to put them into a category where, you know, say these are lackadaisical people that really want to do nothing, want nothing to do with their child's edu- education, and they're just going to let kids do whatever they want to do and run wild, you could not be farther from the truth. Mm-hmm. These are some of the most well-educated and engaged parents you're ta- you could ever possibly talk about as a group. Right. And I, they're, would, they're I would put up it. my group of 10 homeschoolers. Uh, unschoolers against your group of uh, 10, uh, you know, valedictorians break, uh, yeah, or whatever, a- average uh, public schoolers any day, any day. Uh, I mean, you're just talking about a group of very intelligent people. I would bet unschoolers are better than the, the highest level of the class in the in the government high schools. I would be interested to see. I'd put homeschoolers against the highest level. Uh, because any time that I've gone to Concord for hearings, um, I've stopped in at the homeschooling hearings. And I've got to tell you, it is more quiet in a room full of homeschooled kids than it is with a room full of adults. Yeah. Hmm. They're so well behaved. You could hear a pin drop in some of the hearings that I went to last year. Absolutely crazy. Just how well behaved. Just you don't have to threaten. You don't have to cajole. You don't have. They just come in. They they take out their stuff. They brought their stuff with them. They were so just impressively good. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I felt it a, a real joy. I mean, when I went to that first the the, the first homeschooling thing I went to, there I think the the number was eight hundred. Um, 
homeschooling families showed up. I mean, they had That's them. huge. It yeah. was huge. Yeah. This, okay, so you're talking about... You probably a, the, know we room to walk around. The third largest legislative body in the English-speaking world the, um, the was filled. Plus, standing room only. F- yeah. Standing room only. Plus all the people in the, the mezzanine or whatever that thing is, uh, the, the, the viewing yeah. area that mm-hmm. was along the back. Gallery. Um, yeah. the, the gallery, plus the, the whole huge room outside of it. People were lined up to go in. Down around the stairs, is it three stories? Yeah, it is, um, yeah. Down around the circular stairs and then out into Jeez. and filling the lobby and then out onto the state house lawn. That's impressive and when the, it happens, yeah. And what you were talking about, Nimi, I felt just utter joy of seeing these incredibly well-behaved children Kids, walking yeah. and just descending little orders like ducks behind their moms. All they have to do is just stop obeying the state and it's over for them. I, I, I wish that uh, more disobedience would happen within the homeschooling movement. Just tell, basically write back to the state and say, screw you, I'm not telling you anything about my curriculum. A lot of people don't. A lot of homeschoolers oh, really? don't tell anything. And they don't go after them? What are they going to do? Well, they're good. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, it happens Because some people deal. are scared about that. I've, I've, sure they are. Child people, abuse. Some people speed, some people don't, Ian. You know, I mean, there's just not that much they can do. Uh, so anyway, uh, going on with the uh, with the stories here. So the, one of the first questions uh, in this misconceptions article about uh, unschooling is what about college? This is the first, and and this is what happened when I visited a friend of mine down in Virginia when I was uh, driving. He's right because like, everybody has this idea that college is so important, and that everybody has to go to college to be successful. Well, you want to give your kid what it takes. I mean, if you if you happen to have the next Albert Einstein or the next uh, you know Warren Buffett, or if your kid wants to go to be an engineer or doctor, you want them then they to, have to at go to least college. be able to do such a thing, and that makes sense. And this was what my homeschooling friend down in Virginia asked me, mm-hmm. well, and when I was talking to him about unschooling. This was a homeschooler. And he's like, but what about college? You know, he knows from a homeschooling standpoint that his kids can get to any school in the nation. And this often is the, the big concern. What about Harvard is usually the ludicrous uh, All right, we'll question. come back with the answer here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe you'd like to chime in here if you are a homeschooler or you've been unschooled or you are unschooling. 855-450-FREE. Take control. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and we'll take your calls about anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is where you can go and get interactive uh, in various different ways. One of those ways is by controlling the content of the site itself. Everything you see on that front page, the different items that are going down the page with the numbers next to them, those are all created by listeners like you. Uh, if you find something online that you think is interesting, just submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com, and then it will appear on our site for others to vote on. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. And we are talking about unschooling, the idea, the radical idea of actually allowing a young person, a child, to direct their own 
learning process to decide on their own based on what is important to them. Frankly, what they're doing that anyway. Like well, no matter what you put in front of them, they're deciding whether or not to learn it. That's true. A lot of the things that I learned, I quickly unlearned after I took the test. Yeah, in, me uh, too. Government school. You know, I mean, even even if uh, they they learn it for the test, I mean, you know, they can choose not to learn it at all. Yeah. You could uh, then the, the kid then decides whether or not they're going to be an achiever based on some things that happen. What third, fourth grade? I mean, you know, I don't know when that when it all happens that they uh, decide for themselves. You know, I'm just not cut out for this school thing. I hate this place. Um, you know what what occurrence that they. You know whether it's the bullying or the teacher picking somebody else as their favorite or whatever. I mean, kids make all kinds of decisions for themselves, and you know, for, to me, unschooling seems to address a lot of these issues. And uh, there's some really interesting facts in this article. Um, and this is from LouRockwell.com. This is from LouRockwell.com. The Bohemian, Bohemian family, Bohemian travelers, travelers is uh, the name of the, uh, the 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 family here. And I believe it's written by the mother. You can go see a picture. And she is going to uh, she's going to let us know what the five most common objections are to unschooling. Yeah, uh, but, but for her, you know what what she hears, and I think that they are probably so the first. First question is, what about college? Yeah, okay. What about it? This is probably the most commonly asked question. The short answer is yes. Homeschoolers can go to college. But so, unschoolers. Wait a second. So can, can can I finish the article? So uh, so un, so can unschoolers. And they do. Millions of them, in fact. Hmm. With the advent of online college courses, one can simply continue with a homeschool model even in college. Otherwise, a student can take tests like GED and SAT. SAT put them uh, together, a a transcript of examples of their works, and apply. Same as anyone else does. Prestigious universities like Yale, Stanford, and Harvard have accepted and even seek out homeschoolers. Mm. Oftentimes, they are more prepared than conventionally schooled children to tackle the pressures of a a higher education. The longer answer to the question will be covered in the uh, the, the, the next installment of her series. You can go to her website for it, but uh, this is a good overview. What's her website? Um, It's it's a link here. And I wasn't prepared for that question, so I will tell you a little bit later. No problem. Um, uh, When you get to it. It said Bohemian Travelers here, but I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. So... Um, I, I suspect if you wanted to know right now, you could Google Bohemian Travelers and find out the, uh, the answer to that. So anyway, the short answer is yes, homeschoolers have gone to the most prestigious uh, – homeschoolers and unschoolers have gone to the most prestigious universities in America. It can be done. So you don't need a high school diploma to get into a university. And it may or but, – but consider that unschooling to some extent is intend, intended to be a path for people who want their children to be happy in life. Not necessarily their children to be the most successful in life. Um, you know, I mean, do you understand success from a monetary or you know, so uh, you know, job sort sort of standpoint? You know, a lot of parents say, "Are you going to grow up to be a doctor?" Well, what if I don't want to be a doctor? Well, right. You should obviously do what makes you happy. Sure. Um, but all that said, going to high school isn't going to necessarily make you a success either Indeed. in any way, shape or form. Indeed. Uh, well, if you want your kid to grow up to be, you know, the, the you know, for, to go to the Wharton Business School, I'm not sure that unschooling is the very best thing for them. I'm not sure you're qualified to be a parent. Either. Right. Who, right. Um, who right. are you to decide what right. your child grows up to do? Um, but 
you know, if you want them to do that, you should have them going to Exeter School or one of these uh, uh, right. preparatory. Absolutely. I was I was my parents wanted me fast track to Ivy League and I went to all the private schooling and all, all of that. And this is kind of why I have the story coming up later. But my, I have a question for you, Mark. Sure. You, you're going with the unschooling. Close. I mean, I, I, I think that I'm probably like this Bohemian Travelers woman in, in that, you know, she she seems to use uh, homeschooling and unschooling sort of fluidly together. Right. And I'm that, probably going to do some of both. That would that would make sense to me because my, my curiosity is in all of my, my parents' efforts to, to make me a well-rounded individual they had me out doing extracurricular activities seven days a week and trying to introduce me to all sorts of different things that i may or may not be interested in and how does that relate to unschooling because i i I know i can see where that would have a role in in homeschooling but unschooling if the child is directing it's it's their own education how did they learn about new things so i would consider what my plan is is to do child directed parent influenced education okay and i don't think you i don't think you can do otherwise frankly um uh, but because your child's always really going to direct but if you're too authoritarian in one of these situations they're going to rebel if you put a tennis racket in their hand and say you're going to be the next arthur <laughs> ash or whatever you're going to be that's exactly what happened with me right they didn't say i was going to be arthur ash but yeah it didn't it didn't happen like michael jackson you can't, you you're can't done. force somebody to be somebody they're not clearly right and uh, you know i think that that is going to go poorly but you know i'm going to play a lot of different games with my son and the ones that he likes to play we're going to play a lot more often i'll tell you what isn't going to happen in our radical unschooling program is he's not going to sit around and play video games all day long mm-hmm. it's not going to be call of duty uh you know eight to five monday <laughs> through friday that ain't going to happen if that's what's happening in our um, unschooling program we're going to get a new program um you know the, the, the some parents and i'm not saying that there's no room for video games. I think there's a lot of room for video games. I think video games, video games, compared to say that garbage television out there that uh, you know so many people consume, and not to say that there's not a lot of great educational programs on television. I just think that parents need to be involved in influencing, and that's wh- where I come in on that one. Well, I liked what uh, I was told by some of the guys, a couple of the guys that went to the uh, Sudbury School, which is kind of like a an unschooling school. It's yes. basically a place where you can send your child during the daytime while you go and work, and it gives them the atmosphere they that is conducive to them deciding their own learning uh, path. And what they told me was that when kids would come from government high school into the Sudbury School, they would say be completely failing at government high school, mm-hmm. and they just they need a different direction. And so their parents were convinced to try the Sudbury School because so many kids have a great experience with the Sudbury School. And what'll happen is they'll come into the Sudbury School and they'll they'll you know they'll be told, well, you're in control. You get to do whatever you want. Right. And there's video games, so they go and they crash on the couch and they play video games for yep. a while until they finally realize that all around them are all these uh, kids their own age and yep. younger in many cases because uh, they're all thrown together because young people can be helped by the older kids and so on and so forth. Uh, and when they see all these kids self-directing their own learning and working on their own projects and doing their own research, eventually they, you know, it may take them a week or two, but eventually they put down the video game controller and they go over and say, hey, what are you doing? And that's the beginning of the uh, end of the video games. I am I'm absolutely because there's an atmosphere that's created that's conducive to this. And I think that if if you get to a situation where your unschooled child 
I'm not talking about one that has come from public school. I'm talking about, a, you know, you start that way because that's what's going to be happening with me. Which is why I think it's unlikely that it's going to go from being interested in learning to all of a sudden playing Call maybe, of Duty. Maybe as day. parents, this isn't for us. And if the result is a bunch of video games, mm-hmm. like all day video games, then the the plan is going to change. Maybe daddy it's, shouldn't be playing video games all day to right, uh, encourage. Right, to set the example. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. Right. <laughs> right. And um, Where's he going to get it from? I learned it from watching you, dad. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. that's what I sit around to do all day. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Um, it's bohemiantravelers.com, by the way, okay. is uh, if you want Perfect. to go there and, and find out more about what they do. So this is uh, one of the, this is the first thing I always hear about homeschooling and, and this kind of- This is objection number two. Yep. How do they socialize and learn to work with others? All right, let's get to that. That is a big one. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. And also, since we're talking about young people, uh, coming up, we'll tell you about a zero-tolerance story from a government school out there somewhere that'll, well, blow you away. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free to 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. Lots of features there. We give them to you. So go head over to freetalklive.com to grab archives. We've got a lot of them going all the way back to late 2006. All for free at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. Yep, SACL CAI. It's company that does accounts receivable. They can do it for your company. You know, the task of collections and taking care of bills and all that stuff, it could be rather difficult. Vexing, even. Uh, you can check out SACL CAI. They can take care of it, and they do it in a fashion that uh, respects your customer. They know that not only do you need to collect your money, but... You need to have your clients respect it because otherwise they're not going to be your clients. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. They do collections in a whole different way. All right. Toll-free number 855-453. Maybe you'd like to address some of the objections that Mark is bringing up here to unschooling. The top five objections according to the Bohemian Travelers. Bohemian Travelers. Yep. Bohemiantravelers.com. Sounds sure. like uh, the Rainbow Family almost. But well, you know, I quite. mean, everybody's got different ways that they want to live and uh, different you know, things that they hope to teach their children in the process. So the unschooling movement, I think, is pretty exciting. I don't have a child, but if I did, I think I would support... <laughs> just have one, just unschool it. I think I... No, that's right. Uh, I think I would... Uh, I, I think I would go in this direction as well, because uh, the government school situation was not positive for me through a lot of it, and, and most of the private schools are modeled very similarly to the government schools. And Plus, 
unschooling and homeschooling is just a much cheaper and a more affordable way to uh, to do things as well. I mean, you're going to put a lot of money in per- perhaps into a private school, and so this is a way to probably get your child a better education because frequently homeschoolers and unschoolers do better on things like the spelling bees and such Absolutely. than do the private schoolers. I think I, I think to say it's less expensive, I think that's optional because I'm looking at the Bohemian Travelers website and I see here that they're they're being trained to um they're learning how to ride an elephant and i don't know anywhere in the u.s where you can learn how to do that so i rode an elephant at the uh at the medieval fair that's right well sure i mean sure an elephant ride that's one thing but to yes. learn how to 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 learn how to steer them and actually ride them versus sit on top of them and be led around by a trainer yeah, yeah. you know i i don't think that doesn't strike me as inexpensive so you don't but think i think a, that's a qualified elephant rider is that what you're saying I, rider okay. could you steer one mark i would be a little scared of doing that yeah so I, I mean i i think that's awesome this yeah, is what a- are you going to do mark if uh, jack tells you one day he'd I'd, I'd like to learn how to ride an elephant well then maybe or maybe we will maybe we won't <laughs> <laughs> what if what? he says what if he says he wants to learn how to ride a uh, great white shark with a laser on top <laughs> i can tell you we're not going to learn how to do that right but you could come close. I mean, there are plenty of places where you can swim with dolphins. I don't get any in, scuba in the diving. Water with anything that's no? larger than me. No. Really? No. So you're not an ocean guy. I, you know, I have addressed this fear in myself. Uh, multiple, multiple uh, Look, man. They things, are wonderful. They're smarter than we are. I yeah, think probably more people are injured every year by dolphins than they are by sharks. What? What are you talking they about? What? The, people get in the water with dolphins and then oh. the dolphins try to hump them. What? Go ahead. Where? Citation, please. Go. I'd like to see a citation on this. YouTube.com. Oh. Search <sighs> dolphin humping human. <laughs> Are you really serious? You've yes. seen these videos? I and know that why it were you looking at them? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> so, just, so Mark is turning the tables on me. I was the last one to do the YouTube education. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> it's All right there, isn't it's it? It's right there. It is right there. because I've seen it on television. Thanks very okay. much. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, so the question, the next question in the uh, the five mis- major misconceptions about unschooling is, how do they socialize and learn to work with others? My God, if you keep your kids at home and homeschool them or unschool them, they're never going to learn how to work with other people, is the suggestion. And, uh, you know, frankly, every place I've ever worked, I have not worked with people that were the, you guys are just laughing about dolphins, aren't you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, there's that. And I'm also listening to you. It's, it's Talking like, like this. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I mean, everywhere I've ever worked, I've worked with people who are different ages than me. Um, So, you know, the idea that you can put people together of the same age group and somehow spit out this great worker that's going to work with a bunch of people that are all different ages. I'm not sure that's that's even entirely true if that's what I want to do in life. But secondly, um, I'm just going to go on with what uh, Bohemian Traveler says here. For some conformists, um, they actually argue that our kids won't be prepared for the real world because they aren't socialized in school. Pardon me for any typos here um, uh, from here on out, but I can't help but laugh out loud at this common misconception. As if heard pressure to look, dress, or behave a certain way is required to function in the world. Or um, that facing daily bullies is necessary to toughen somebody up for the real world. This is, <laughs> and people will say this. People will say that you need to be bullied in order to be ready for the real world. Builds character. Where in the real world do you get bullied i mean it hasn't the happened police. to me yeah i suppose uh, I, I suppose the police may do a certain amount of bullying and but- if if you're being set up as as someone who's bullied in in general school um you're probably a person who's going to allow yourself to be treated that way in real life as well 
you know, a real life outside school after yeah, you've maybe, left. Maybe that's so. I don't know. Um, but I, I can't other than, you know, perhaps uh, some errant cop uh, or a bar fight or, uh, you know, some miscreant at work. But I mean, I've never been treated. If, if you're talking about like the lowest forms of work, I've had to deal with maybe physical threats and things like that. Uh, you know, dealing with people in restaurants uh, where I've washed dishes and I've done it all. Uh, roofing work, things like that. Yeah, I guess that you might be dealing with. But I'm not sure that I needed school to teach me that. Like maybe I could handle those situations on my own. If that's the case, why the heck do we live in America? Send your kid to some third world country where he could really learn to scrap. Uh, give him a machete and let him become a, uh, a third world dictator. I'm very in favor of kids having machetes. <laughs> I'm pro kid machete. Going on with the uh, the article, or that learning about sex or relationships is better taught by confused, pubescent middle school peers who claim to be experts because they've gotten to sec- second base. Mm. Nonsense. Just because we homeschool doesn't mean we stay at home like hermits. Right. Even before adopting a travel lifestyle, we were uh, what seemed like a, on a permanent field trip. Hikes, waterfalls, skiing, surf lessons, science centers, museums, and playing dates of all kinds. My wife goes out every single day with my son, taking mm. him to different things. He's got a dance class. He's got a music, which, by the way, if you get to see, if you ever get the opportunity to watch a dance class with toddlers, it's well worth it. It's absolute chaos. Um, it's, it's hilarious to watch them running around. He's got a music class. He's got uh, you know little classes at the YMCA. Swimming well, these are and, good things because not only do they socialize, Jack or your son or daughter, uh, but also it, it it's a completely consensual environment in that everybody's there because they want to be there. Sure, they're not. Uh, they're, you know, they're not forced. Well, I guess some parents could force their kids to go to gymnastics, oh, etc., yes. things like that. Mm-hmm. But in general, if there's an issue, if there's a bully or something like that, then that that can be addressed and that bully can be either removed from the class or the parent can decide to take their child out. Whereas in the government school, the bullies are very rarely removed from the classroom. They're forced to go to that school against their will. If you have a child that's excited about learning and excited about being at school, that child is likely in the minority, especially if you're talking about that chi- that child being beyond, say, third grade or something like that, you know the 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 amount of bullies and kids that don't want to be there, um, and you know kids with problems sucks the life out of the class to the point that there's just nothing left. Toll free number here tonight eight five five four fifty free. If you would like to take control of the airwaves, you can bring up anything that's on your mind. More about unschooling and the common objections. We'll get to those in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number here for you, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything that you want and take control of these airwaves. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. We invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. You may get interactive on the bulletin board system, bbs.freetalklive.com. Takes you there. 
where you'll be able to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Also get the uh, show notes from each night as they are posted on the BBS over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. Okay, so we're going to continue in a moment, Mark. We've gone through two of the five uh, objections, common objections to unschooling. So three more remain. But first, we're going to go to the phones here. haven't quite got, actually, through the second one. All right, well, we'll go to Conrad first in Fargo in North Dakota. Conrad, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Conrad. Day Ranch. Say again? Um, say, um, I have some good news, and it's just something that kind of hit me. Great. I like um, good news. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking that uh, when you look on the whole course of history, and you look how, you know, not 200 years ago there was chattel slavery. Women couldn't even vote until 100 years ago. Well, not that voting good, but, I mean, you understand. There have uh, been advances. If, if you look, yeah, overall, we're doing okay. Yep. I mean, things are getting worse, and, and they could be a lot better. Well, that's but talking I, geographically I think, here. But um, if you look at, the say, how technology in the form of the Internet and, and things like that has uh, freed the uh, the human race, if you want to use that term, um, then you'll see that, you know, it's still it's a progression from uh, enslavement to more freedom over over time. Yeah, well, and I was just, I was really heartened to just kind of think of it that way. I'd never really thought of it that way. I just always felt like there was this crushing, inevitable darkness falling all around us all the time. And, I mean, it's true, things are pretty crappy, but, uh, you know, it... It takes some solace in the fact that, that we've it come It was the best of times. It, like it was the worst of times. <laughs> I don't know the rest. They made me. This is one of those things they made me memorize in school. And Something we, seeds of yeah. discontent. <laughs> it's, it's okay. They break it up. I'm gonna have to let you go. Oh, we can hear you. you go ahead. I, I can't. I can't hear anything you guys are saying. You're, you're you're really boisterous. So yeah, it's one of those I, things I where his, his, his. Bye now. I'm sorry, I don't know. Kiss, what you're saying, oh, bye. love you too, Conrad. Thanks, Conrad. Bye. Eight five five four fifty free. Oh, I love you. Such I feel love to say on the radio. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's a different kind of love. It is. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> you fell for it again. Hold up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> details. 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 Nothing on YouTube. I'll take the love wherever I can get it. And there you I go. Thank you, Conrad. I love you, too. 855, in that way, in a special listener host kind of way. one 450 is a unique relationship, right? <laughs> it is. Somebody, uh, let's see. Yeah, there was a guy that just moved up here uh, who first heard about the Free State Project on Free Talk Live. And he, you know, we uh, he was out at a, uh, an event recently. And actually, they came all the way from Ukraine, which is a big deal. And I got to write that time, Mark. They came all the way from, from Ukraine. Ukraine. Yes. Uh, and to the United States. Now, wait a minute. How come it's the United States, but not the Ukraine? 
Isn't it just two United States? Why isn't it the France, (laughs) dum-dum? I don't know, because the Ukraine sounds okay, and Uh, the France doesn't. They speak French in France and Chinese in China, because English is messed up. Now go on. All right. Well, anyway, um, I guess my point was going to be that uh, they'd heard about the Free State Project through Free Talk Live. Now they're Mm -hmm. here. And, you know, I guess there's probably always that moment of, wow, you guys are on the radio, that kind of thing. Um, But I don't know where it's going to work. Well, it's it's about love. Probably he was saying that I feel like I know you. Right, right, right. He knew who uh, we were, right? Like he knows a lot about us. Well, he's called in. I I remember talking with him at least twice. But when you spend hours and hours and hours listening to a show, a talk show host, you know more about them than they do about you. Sure. Right. So it's it's kind of a one-way relationship. Would be hard to deny that, right? Uh, so, uh, and by the way, we're going to be meeting a lot of people that listen to this uh, this program this weekend because we're going to be out and uh, in the Liberty Forum, Liberty which is Forum. coming up tomorrow. And the, the conversation will inevitably come up where, hey, you know, yeah, like, you know, I know you, you don't know me. It's really weird. But yep. that's how it is. And as a, uh, you know, as, as a whole, uh, our listeners make, make this show possible, make our lifestyles possible. Not that our lifestyles are like a lot of talk show hosts, but, you know. They I make, don't have a car. They make it so that we <laughs> can do uh, this as a job. And for that, yes, I absolutely do love what you people do for me. Thank I, you. I had to bum a ride from somebody today. Yep. Well, you'll be borrowing mine while I'm on uh, vacation yeah. down in Florida after. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. So eight, another vacation. How many is this now? Four? Five? What do we have to do? Yeah, right. It's, it doesn't line up to how many uh, how, how many days you spend in jail. I can assure you of that. one 855 free. That's the toll-free number here. Uh, still to come, by the way, how to create delinquent children. Nemi's going to tell us about that. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> Right. If the misconceptions about unschooling don't get you, then how to, you can, we'll teach you how to create delinquent That's children. That's right. I All think right. it's important. So we were on the misconception of, uh, well, wait a minute. If you're unschooling, then your children won't be socialized. Yeah, well, yeah. How in the world could you possibly socialize your children if you don't send them to school where they can get beaten up? And I'm not going to say public school because, frankly... That can you, happen anywhere. These things happen There's all bratty the kids place. all over the yeah. place. And I think, that, I think that it's the paradigm of let's take kids away from their parents put them in groups where they're where they completely outnumber the adults to the point that they can you know do largely what they want to do um in you know groups of uh that, that the ages are the same and we're just going to have the best things happen because i'll tell you it's the best the best behaved kids i've ever met are homeschool kids yeah. where they have to spend time around adults they learn Far to more. mimic adult behavior right not other children's behavior and i think that's incredibly valuable yeah, I don't, you know, the idea of a kid being a kid, sure, but let's teach them how to behave at the same time. Be the example. Yeah, instead of threatening them with some kind of beating for misbehaving. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so let's see. Most hum- homeschoolers use the world as their classroom and spend lots of time exploring and engaging with people. Additionally, excuse me, our children have uh, taken numerous classes outside of the home from karate to cooking, Spanish to gymnastics, where they have met Many of their friends and these kind of classes, um, I'm stepping down for a second, these kind of classes, people are opting into those classes. And that means that you're not dealing with the kids that don't want to be there. I really think that's an important point, And I appreciated that Ian, Ian made it earlier. People are, are choosing to be here. And I think thinking back in my own experience, I always did better in, in the situations where I wasn't forced to be anywhere. And always had better relation, sure. better relationships with other people who wanted to be where where we were, be it be it horse horseback riding or Girl Scouts or swim team or whatever. Yeah, you know the people who wanted to be there 
and opted in always seem to do better socially than than the folks who didn't want to be there or had parents standing over them with a cattle prod. Tell me more, Mark. All right. So going on. um, Finally, and most importantly, they learn to respect others because we respect them, not because they're forced to the threat of detention. Yeah. We spend every day out in the world interacting with and observing people of all ages. Our kids have more time to interact with people and observe the differences. Being cooped up all day and forced silence with 20 to 30 similarly aged kids is not what anyone should call proper socialization that translates into the real world. Nice. Homeschooled children typically gain a tolerance, empathy, and understanding of all different age groups, including adults. How many workplaces have you been at where everyone is the same age? Never. It's never happened to me. No, I mean, it's never happened to me. I mean, I suppose that uh, maybe there's some of these startup uh, tech tech companies, you'll have a lot of 20 maybe. to 30 somethings. Right, but still, not, that's still not, 20 by, to 30 not by design. Yeah. But I mean, in the same age at government school, it's one year off max per you know, per class. Well, I think as you get older, that your uh, age brackets tend to move wider. Uh, you know, at, at this point, I have a lot in common with uh, people from the age of, say, 35 to 45. Right, but in government school, you're forced to be around people who are all pretty much exactly the same age as you, and I think that's detrimental. I think you're missing what I have to say. 855-453, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want, more objections to unschooling, and your experiences if you'd like to share them about whatever's on your mind. Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll free 855 453. It's the SACL CAI toll free line 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and all the features on the site we give to you. So, again, freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live and you've got some shopping to do, well, just head on over to shop.freetalklive.com and see if you can find what you're looking for on Amazon because the Amazon links are there that take you to different Amazons for different parts of the world. Click into the right Amazon for you, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price. Whatever it is you need to get or whatever you want to get, Amazon probably carries it. Dozens of categories, probably millions of items, and free super safer shipping on a whole lot of their brand new stuff. But if you need to save a few extra bucks, go used. Amazon offers used products as well. So go to shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done, get it delivered to your door, get a great price, and help Free Talk Live all at the same time. Shop.freetalklive.com. Back to more unschooling objections. Mark is sharing them with us, courtesy of LouRockwell.com and the Bohemian Travelers. Yeah, it's a it's a really great article, and it really goes over a lot of the uh, the issues that homeschoolers and unschoolers, uh, you know, like the the things that they get asked most often, and you know the responses to those things. Because I feel like you know these five most frequent questions are pretty easily handled once people have a chance to think about them. But often they make us folks will make a snap decision, and usually that snap decision is whatever happened to them is the uh, you know the the answer. And so you know there's different ideas out there, and some of them work. Next one isn't Bohemian Travelers a little repetitive? Yes. Okay. It's a website, man. Bohemians was probably taken. Go ahead. 
How do you know that the your your kids are on par with others? Um, my best. They answer, won't be. Yeah, my <laughs> best be answer smarter. is who cares. Do you realize that the mathematics concepts taught in the first seven years of school drilled into children's heads day and night under intense pressure to perform can be learned by a 14 year old in a single day? Mm. Now, I, you know, I this is her claim. This is not mine. I, I have never heard this before. I, I, I was taught how to do all the drills and I still think back to those things. And, you know, maybe, maybe there's advantages, maybe there's disadvantages. I don't know. This is what her claim is as far as, uh, of, of unschooling. But I do think that people put ta- far too much emphasis on things like algebra, trigonometry, ge- uh, analytic geometry and, calculus and stuff like that being in in the school that their kid goes to because likely they won't take them uh, mm-hmm. and when you're talking about calculus they probably aren't going to take calculus and if they do what good's it going to be do them i took trigonometry and analytic geometry in high school and i i can't remember that stuff at all i can't tell you what a sine cosine or tangent is i know there was a key on my calculator but that's about it they uh, have to do with um the 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 angles on the triangles i think that the sine and cosine go on the in i, I don't know the ends of the the right angles and then the the tangent i don't know cool whatever it is never needed it i haven't used advanced math either myself but it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't be any use for for me and it's it's not useful for very many people and the people that it's useful for can learn how to do it that's right just like airplane pilots learn how to fly airplanes we don't all need to know engineers can learn how to do trigonometry yeah right and so you know i'm not saying that math is bad i'm not i'm just saying that i don't use anything higher than consumer level math in in my day-to-day life i haven't used anything i haven't used anything but consumer level math in 20 years i haven't even used long division that's <laughs> it's not just awful it, it, well. I, I mean it goes without saying but the the folks that i know i i'm I'm all right with math. The folks that I know who struggle with math are brilliant in their own ways and other ways. Mm-hmm. Either that, either they're gardeners where I mm-hmm. have the wrong color thumb. <laughs> uh, you know, everything I touch dies and, and I can't I can't grow a plant to save my life, but I can do some math or maybe they're a, a very um very good um musician where whereas i'm not right. necessarily fantastic we don't have you know. to all be good at these things in right. order to have a functioning society in fact that's division of labor is very useful where people can specialize in things that are interesting well, i think that uh, the, the functioning society argument frankly is no good because i don't care about raising a fun- functioning society i care about raising a particular child and if that particular child needs to learn something i want them to be able to learn it and yeah, if my child's gonna wants to grow up to be an engineer, we're probably gonna spend some time on math and learn about those things. But I don't. I I, I just feel like I was fast tracked into math for no good reason. I feel like I was uh, fast tracked into science. Frankly, I th- I feel like I learned far more from chemistry than I did from uh, trigonometry and analytic geometry because at least we talk about things that existed in the real world. But I was one of those kids like you were Ian that was told you're one of the special ones. You're going to do well. You need to take these classes. You're going to get college credit from these courses. You're going to go on to succeed. Right. Do it, do it, do, do, it, it, do, do it, it, do it. And there's you know, and where'd you end up? Prison the, for nine years. That much is true. But the crap that you learn, I mean, you know, even in even in the English classes, why in the world did I learn what a gerund is? Why? <laughs> can't even tell you what that is. Well, you can't be that. I now I love a being a grammar Nazi in my in my post education 
just because okay so to be a grammar nazi doesn't mean that you need to know what a gerund is you can know what the proper usage of the oxford comma is without knowing you know what uh, swimming or you know these these terms mm. are i think i've got that right anyway many of, uh, going on with the article many of these concepts can be learned by playing card games your kids can learn uh, you know math by card games or by managing their allowance so um, other things about being on par with others I don't want my children to be like anyone else. And fundamentally, I disagree with putting them in a box called on par because on par or even above par becomes the acceptable level. How many of us brag that we barely paid attention in school and still got A's and B's? Oh, my best friend from high school gets so angry with me because school was easier for me than it was for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's not something to be proud of. No, you know, absolutely not. (laughs) If you don't pay attention in school and you still get A's and B's. That means that there's a fundamental problem. I'm not learning anything. With Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Children are developmentally diverse and have different interests just like adults. One of the most amazing things about being human is its beautiful diversity. The last thing I would want for mm. my children is to see them morph into being the same as everyone else. We should celebrate Thank our children's dif- differences and help to ensure that they follow their own path in life. How else can That's we great. cultivate self-esteem and so many ch- uh, school children seem to be lacking? I loved history in school. I really did. But I didn't study history outside of the class that I was – the history that I was given in class because that was the history I needed to learn. I was in a box. Now, I'm not in that box anymore, and I know significantly more about history because I study the type of history that I want to study. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to Conceived in Liberty. It's an audiobook by Murray Rothbard, and it will blow your world apart. Please do it. But, um, you know, these are, uh, these are ways that kids in, in an unschooling environment, in a homes- or maybe a homeschooling environment, but an unschooling environment, realize that the world is theirs to learn about as opposed to a classroom environment or a homeschooling or a public school environment, whatever environment, where they where they come to realize, I've got to learn what these people are telling me to learn. Or else. Let's go to Johnson, listening in Connecticut. Johnson, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Nemi and Mark. So I just wanted to comment real quick on yes, the, uh, your short little discussion about sine, cosine, and tangent. <laughs> um, you know, I learned that stuff in high school, too, and it, at the time it didn't really make any sense or it wasn't really applied it's sort of the same same way with calculus, but it's crazy. With the homeschooling, I'm sure they would students would actually learn the applications. And you know, Mark said, for example, that he hasn't used it, but I want to bet that Mark has. You probably actually used it a lot in construction. You you built your house, right? Yeah, I did, but uh, the plans came uh, put together by an architect. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you didn't have to do any. You didn't have to do any sort of figuring out of the measuring or anything like that. I did a little bit of measuring on a woodshed that I created, but I didn't. I did not. I, you know, I did not do the math involved. I went along. I put up a board, swung a hammer. I drum, drew, drew some lines with a, one of those big fat carpenter pencils on other pieces of wood. And I put it in that way. Man, I would totally recommend. I mean, I thought it was totally useless in high school, but I would totally recommend that Pythagorean theorem is you know, okay. The I'm with you on totally, the Pythagorean theorem. I'll go totally useful. I'll <laughs> go to the Pythagorean theorem with you. I'm there. But tell me what beyond the Pythagorean theorem is of any value. I, I like it. Kids should learn A, A squared, B squared, C squared. It's good stuff. But uh, I don't, I, I haven't used it, and I think that it's a con- concept that's interesting. I think that school gave me some concepts that were interesting, but I think I could get those elsewhere. Well, I just, 
the beyond just beyond just and this is really just beyond that that a squared b squared c squared is the sine you know so katoa so sine cosine tangent which is sort of how to figure out the other you know the other sides in the a b and c if you only have limited information now let me tell you i used it um i built a cover for a pond and i needed to know the angles to be able to build a, like a tent you know I built this like you know I needed to know the angles for the triangle to do the measurements and it's helped you, you know, out it's, that's good to know I mean if you're going to be building I, stuff then you know that it totally makes sense we're coming up here 855-450-FREE it's Free Talk Live this program is brought to you by Freekeen.com Freekeen.com features audio video and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard Freekeen.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That is 1-855-450-3733. Or you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can join us on our website as well, because there's a lot to do over there. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners, and you can actually create the content that you see on the site. All that stuff that's there on the front page is there because of listeners like you. If it weren't for you, we'd have a really boring website. And so thank you to everybody that takes the time to participate. It's free, of course. You can go to freetalklive.com, submit show prep to the site, and vote on it as well. The most voted up makes it to the top front page of the website at freetalklive.com here in the studio tonight it's ian nemi and mark as we uh, continue for those of you just tuning in we've been talking about unschooling and still to come nemi's going to tell us about how to create a delinquent child uh, but first we're talking about how to encourage your children through their own processes to learn what interests them. And some who are of the more authoritarian mindset or perhaps those who were simply just raised in the government school, private school structure, the Prussian schooling method where a bunch of kids sit in a room, quiet, you know, supposedly quietly, raise their hands before they talk, ask permission to go to the bathroom, all kinds of uh, controlling stuff. The uh, people that have experienced that may not be able to think outside that box and may have a number of objections to the idea of allowing a young person, even a young child, to direct their own learning experience. What if all they want to do is play games all day, for instance? Well, it turns out that kids are eager eager to learn about the world around them. Games are, to some extent, how kids learn. I mean, that's play. That is learning. Mm. And if you look at, you know, the rest of the world, uh, you know, mammals and things like that, play is learning. Uh, they, that's what they're doing when they're playing. Now, But you said you don't want Jack playing Call of Duty for eight hours a day. Uh, yeah, that ain't going to happen. So, I mean, you know, we need different types of play. So, you know, I mean... But who said school can't be fun? Who said, or learning rather, can't be right. fun? School's generally not fun. But uh, unschooling is essentially child-directed learning, and it works. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. There are, you know, there's a lot of evidence that unschooled children are some of the best educated. You mentioned earlier they're getting into uh, Ivy League schools yep. and things like that. And for those so. that are just, uh, you know, t- taking a listen here, we've uh, sort of debunked the um, you know the five uh, several of the the f- five biggest misconceptions. What are the about three that we've hit so far? Uh, college, of course, uh, unschoolers can get into college just yep. like homeschoolers can, and just like regular kids can. Uh, socialization. Uh, people will often use this as a uh, as a method, and you know, frankly, they homeschoolers and unschoolers are probably better socialized. So there's a lot of argument for that. I understand why, though. People, when you hear the term homeschool, it does have that 
let's stay home kind of connotation or it has that sound to it. Uh, but in reality, it's much more freeing to be in a homeschooled or unschooled environment because in a lot of cases you can go out anytime you want to. You can uh, engage in various different activities in the community, uh, get, you know, go out, volunteer, go on field trips, and it doesn't have all the baggage and hassle associated with it that the, the government school field trips do, for instance. Right. And so this is, and then on par, and we're still talking about that and how, uh, you know, the, what, what does that mean? What, Meaning, will your child be so-called on par you with know, others? And on par with other kids. Why and, would you want your child to be average anyway? Right. I mean, you know, that's that's really it. Um, that That's the response here. Going on with the, the last paragraph in, in this uh, by uh, Bohemian Travelers. It seems to me that if children have the basic tools to learn, reading and mathematics, and are encouraged to pursue their inquis- inquisitive nature, they'll likely excel at being happy and enjoying life no matter what a book says that they should be like at age X, Y, or Z. Part of the home or unschooling uh, for, for the parents is to be okay with where your child is at developmentally and to unconditionally love the person that he or she is. Mm. Today, at 41, I am not at some level that some high schooler is right now or perhaps some you know i was watching some savant uh, kid that i think he was blind play chess in his brain against four five masters i mean he couldn't see the board he was doing it all in his head wow i am just cause not he was, wait, wait, just because he was told what moves were being made basically yes. you know incredible queen, queen's pawn to queen's pawn five you know that kind of it's stuff. usually like a one queen pawn to a one to c3 like, I, it's I, very, yes. I don't know yeah, confusing. Like, I, that's not how I've heard it, but fine. Um, and you know, this guy was doing all. And I'm was, not on par he was with, with him, him, is what you're and, saying. And he did. He beat them all. <laughs> and I am not going to be ever on par with these people. Yeah. Um, so you know, what does on par even mean? Yeah, uh, you know, know, it's about happiness, and I have to agree. If my kid got done with schooling, being able to read and do consumer level math, and then pursued the things that he is interested in, that is successful for me. I don't care if he gets out of school knowing some of the crap that I learned. Uh, like, you know, what are all the capitals of all the states? How, what, who, huh? Who needs to know this information? I think he should know all the states, but he probably will simply because I'm passionate about it. Right? Somebody who cares about him wants him to know some information. He right. might be might be imparted to him. But this... Uh, you know, the, the whole idea that he should be in front of teachers that don't care about him so that he can know that the rest of the world doesn't give a damn about him. I don't consider that to be motivating at all. And I've heard people say exactly that when talking about school. Next uh, in this article Number four. from LouRockwell.com, the Bohemian Travelers, five major misconceptions about unschooling. When do you get any free time as a parent? Well, this question is most often asked by people with young children, and it's the hardest to answer. I understand the need for a break as much as the next person, but eight to 10 hours a day. Come on. No one needs that type of break from the things that they love most in this world. It's just an excuse. It can be a challenge. Don't get me wrong, but most moments I prefer to enjoy the precious time with them while they're young. Mm. Frankly, I've never understood the parent with the, yeah, thank goodness the kids are going back to school mentality. It, is that the the message you want to convey? Thank to the goodness, people you my love? son's going back to prison. <laughs> well, Staples even has the commercial in, that you see it start playing in August, and the kids all have the bummed out faces, and the parents are pushing the cart and like dancing in, oh, in, in the wow. aisles. Like it's it's back to school time. That's sick. I you know, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I 
my son's been away for three months, uh, well, going on, you know, going on three months, more than two months with my wife down in Florida. I got to have one trip down there to, to see him in that amount of time. But, you know, I miss him desperately. I want to be able to spend that kind of time with him. I spend she, she she's a stay at home mom that does a little bit of work for Free Talk Live. I do my work from home until six o'clock or whatever when I get in the car and I drive over here, 6 p.m. when I get in here and drive, get, get in the car and drive over here. I spend we spend all day with Jack. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's awesome. It's an awesome way to live. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what it's I, – I imagine having a job and then trying to figure out what you're going to do with your kids in the meantime while you're at work, um, you know, between – you know, the after school or during the summer or whatever. I imagine that's difficult. Well, let's face it. A lot of people's kids are accidents. I, right? I, I suppose. And if you, if you, I mean, it's, a lot that doesn't of them, mean they don't love them. No, that doesn't. But it does mean that – some of them don't have the same appreciation for their children that uh, maybe parents who are more planning oriented do. It could be, yeah. but I didn't want to have a child. My, my my wife said that this is the ultimatum: we're going to have a child, or I'm going to leave. And I said, "All okay. right, let's give it a shot." And frankly, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm a con- <laughs> they I'm a convert. They do all say that. I wonder <laughs> why they say that. Probably some of them say it because other people say it, but. Yeah. I mean, I'm really telling you, I would trade. I don't disbelieve you. Would never trade anything. There's nothing that's happened in my life that's as important as that kid. Mm. Nothing. And I, you know, I'm sure that other folks feel the same way. I, I just, you know, I'm obviously they do. Why they want to get rid of their kids in that time frame, I don't know. Maybe you can call in, give some enlightenment. I promise I won't judge. I'm interested. Going on with the article, it's true. I have less free time than most parents I know. But I do have free time, whether it's a short walk or a long bath or just when the kiddos are in bed and I can snuggle up with a hubby or a good book. In my opinion, see, I told you I was a woman writing this. Um, in my opinion, and I see pictures, so I know that it's not a, a, a same-sex couple. <laughs> the thing that we really need to change about uh, homeschooling is a um, – excuse me, that really needs to change to make homeschooling a success is to change the way you view your child-parent relationship. Re- Reaccess what you want for out of your relationship with your children and question if you're doing all that you can as a parent. You need to take care of yourself, but making an excuse that you need eight to ten hours a day is just plain silly. No one said parenting was easy, but it should be the most amazing and important thing you'll ever do. Enjoy it. Soak up their giggles and messes and I don't know about the messes, but uh, it won't last forever and you'll most certainly miss it when it's gone. And that much is true. 855-450-FREE. There is one remaining of this. Five things, five objections, common objections to the idea of unschooling, self-directed, child-directed learning. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts are welcome. Free talk live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-453. You're certainly welcome to share with us your experiences with unschooling. That is the topic on the table, but you can also bring up anything you'd like, 1-855-453. 
here with you tonight. It's Ian. Nami. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. News updates are available. You can sign up for email updates, Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook as well. Go to news.freetalklive.com to accomplish those tasks. And they are free, of course. That's news.freetalklive.com. Part of the fun of doing an internet-based business is dealing with all the technical glitches that pop up, such as the one the Beezer brothers discovered last week at their Big Head Press website. Both the purchase links on the uh, sale page for their latest graphic novel, Escape from Terra Volume 2, were fouled up in such a way that it was impossible for fans to order the book. If you don't know about Escape from Terror, it's a it's a great web-based comic uh, that you can see at BigHeadPress.com along with all their other uh, web-based comics that are there. And you can also buy, you know, c- coming up now is Volume 2 in a, in a hard copy form. I've read them online and read them in real life. And, you know, I got to say that I enjoyed the, having the book in my hand a bit more. But, you know, go, go get a taste of it. Start at the beginning. I really enjoy it uh, from the beginning. Anyway, so they they fixed their problems and now to make amends to fans who have uh, been thwarted by those glitches through this Saturday, they're offering the book at two dollars off the list price of fourteen ninety five. I've never seen a sale like this. I mean, they they just don't you know at this point this is cost practically. Uh, it's twelve ninety five plus shipping. They don't make much on these books. Um, you know, any publisher doesn't. They want to get the material out. Mm-hmm. They're doing a Mardi Gras sale because, well, voluntarists doing a President's Day sale would just be wrong. And you can find the the book at uh, BigHeadPress.com. He puts the W's in here. So www.BigHeadPress.com. BigHeadPress.com. Good stuff. 855-450-FREE. We continue here. One more remains on this list of five unschooling myths. Let's talk to John in Huntsville listening to WBHP. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, what's, what's on your I mind? I just uh, wanted to respond to uh, one of the comments that was made about how um, parents have 8 to 10 hours of free time, and so obviously that's way more free time than parents need. Um, I think that that um, ignores the fact that most parents have more than one child, and um, in many cases, the situation is that they have younger children who need more attention um, throughout the day. And I wanted to know how you would respond to, you know, that perspective that um, some of us don't have one kid named Jack who's yeah. the center of our, all our attention. Well, this family has three uh, children. I mean, at least that's what it looks like from the picture, unless they you know grab some uh, native kids or something like that. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, somehow or another, they're they're managing to do that. And I don't think I've seen too many uh, homeschool families where, in fact, they don't have several kids. It seems like that is uh, that seems to be the uh, the norm is, uh, you know, homeschooling and well, in a lot of those cases, as I understand it, the older kids are helping educate the younger kids. Right. And I think that that probably if you're talking about socialization, I think that that's probably the, uh, you know, really what is the very best thing for kids to learn how to do is to help people, uh, you know, younger people and people who have, uh, you know, that aren't as capable of the, as them in certain areas and that kids learn better by teaching. Um, I think everybody learns by teaching. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand, but I, to some extent, I think that kids neediness, neediness is created by the fact that they don't spend that much time around their parents and they would become less needy by spending more time around their, their parents. At this point, I'm in the realm of speculation though, because I don't Specul- have, Speculation, excuse me, because I don't have uh, two kids. But speculation sounds pretty cool. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, putting <laughs> it's putting spots on stuff. John, I appreciate that. Yeah, 
I, I appreciate those comments, and you know, we've thought a, a lot about the um, um, about homeschooling our kids. How old are your um, kids? For many, I have an, uh, two boys and two girls, uh, eleven, nine, and six and four. Okay. I would think that, uh, you know, I have a four-year-old, and yeah, they're they're time-intensive, but certainly not as time-intensive as an 18-month-old. Uh, that's what I was imagining when we were talking about it, and I, maybe what you were suggesting, I don't know. But you, at 11, you know, they're pretty much doing everything that they need to do at that point. They're they're really, in most societies, adults at that um, at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they probably would be, to some extent, helpful around the house, which is a valuable learning thing, too. I was just uh, watching one of those TEDs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, technology, education, and... Design? Design. I'm not sure. The, the, these, uh, these seminars that are online. I think so. Yeah, there was good stuff. There was a cook who was, um, and he this a chef, and he was uh, relating obesity in the world to people not knowing how to cook. Um, He was taking a, you know, he was showing kids in a classroom a potato, and they didn't know what it was. Jamie (laughs) Jamie Oliver has done amazing, amazing work, and and you laugh, but it's 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 really it's it's just jaw dropping in in how shocking it is that kids can't identify a tomato or a vegetable. Yep. And he's actually taking on some Jamie Oliver's Food Revolution. He has two seasons out now that he's going into school districts and actually taking them on and challenging them to make fresh food with with fresh, unfrozen product that's not processed meat, fresh stuff, and trying There's to get one. chocolate and strawberry milk out of the schools. He does a fantastic job. Um, but I think, you know, that's things. those are things that you don't learn. You know, unless someone teaches you. And have we really, as a society, we can't teach our kids how to eat? Uh, and this this is absolutely what happened to me. I mean, I got out of high school having you know learned trigonometry and analytic geometry, but not knowing how having to cook never how to, cook know, how to make right. spaghetti. Right. Hey, you know? John. Right. Any other thoughts you want to share? No, I, I think that um, I think that those are really good responses, and I think that there are. I appreciate the uh, the comments that you made. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight five five four fifty free. You know, talking about having a lot of kids. Did I, I was you probably five years ago that I saw this, but there was some special on like the learning channel or one of those uh, documentary oriented channels about this family with like 17 kids or they had like 16 kids and the 17th was on the way. Yeah. And they're not having kids anymore. They're having uh, laborers. (laughs) No, they just, they just had their 17th kid. I think it's the Doug, is it the Duggar family? Sounds right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's fascinating. They, Obviously, are homeschooling and built. They built their own home. And she like, apparently mistook a uterus for a clown car. Clown car? I mean, no kidding. All I the mean, kids help out uh, around the house. They all have you know assignments and, and chores and things that they do. Help raise the younger ones. Yeah. They help raise the younger ones. They're very responsible. They all you know they've got it together. It's it's incredible. It's, I think you could take the responsibility thing too far as a parent. Yes. I think you can turn your kid into a uh, into the gardener or whatever, and I think that that's wrong. But at the same time time you know if you're talking about caring for themselves that's totally legitimate caring for the the house yeah certainly to some extent they're turning, making messes they turning them, them into up. your turning them into slave labor yeah not so much and i didn't it, say that's what they were doing no I, i'm ju- i i just think that it can be taken too far and i wanted to point that out would it have been slave labor on the farm uh, 200 years ago having kids having i think to it, some it wasn't it wasn't slave well it <laughs> having kids on farms i, I know uh, in new england i've been friends with many many Farmers, you did have kids as child labor. Really, you need help in the fields. Is there is that wrong, Mark? I 
you know, I, I think that in modern society can be uh, it can be too much when the choice of the kids uh, was, was it wrong? Then? Wait a second, I'm I not done about answering modern my society. No, it wasn't because this all they were going to do is grow up to be farmers. So therefore, they had to learn how to do that stuff. But today, you know, your kid could grow up to be anything, and it's just unfair to to to, to do make them do all that work. Toll free number is eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of the airways. Bring up what you want. Free talk live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by using our toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733 here in the studio tonight. It's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Once again, 855-450-FREE. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can listen to our streams. We've got broadband as well as mid-band and narrow-band. So three different stream sizes for your internet connection. You can try the one that works best for you uh, over at listen.freetalklive.com. And in addition to that, you'll find over 100 great radio stations listed uh, where you can listen to the show at various different times throughout the week. Our satellite listening options, including two XM satellite radio channels, as well as our free-to-air KU band channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. All of it is there at listen.freetalklive.com. I don't know about you, but I just don't have time to sit down with a book anymore and carve that time out of my day. Uh, You know, I mean, I do my very best, but it's difficult. The audiobooks have changed my life. Um, I'm able to get in the the consumption of the media that I want to get in without trying to carve out time out of my day. And Audible is the world's leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got uh, different categories, whether it's business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, whatever it is that you want, they've got it. It's fast, easy, and affordable. I've done it. That means likely you can do it. <laughs> I listen to audiobooks all the time. Enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy that way of consuming, and I think you may too. Whether you're doing your gardening or you're exercising or you're commuting or whatever it is, maybe some, maybe you have a job that uh, you can consume audible uh, audio entertainment. Go get a free book. Try it out right now at audiblepodcast.com/ftl. Just free book. You can cancel if you don't like it. Audiblepodcast.com/ftl. All right, so we are continuing here discussing unschooling and some of the objections, most common objections. We've been through four of them. There's one remaining, Mark. That's right. Um, how will your child be prepared for the real world? And this is from uh, LouRockwell.com. Bohemian Travelers is the name of the author. I suspect it's a nom de plume. Since when does anything about a school resemble the real world? Unless you're panning to be in prison or landing a brainless job with a dress code shuffling paper all day, then I don't see any correlation at all. My boys are in the real world every day while schooled kids are stuck in one room with the uh, same age children segregated from the real world and their family. Homeschooled children are as well prepared for the world they face are, are well prepared for the world they face because they've been preparing firsthand. For their whole lives. 
When you see what goes on in school, you wonder what part of that plays into real life. A family member of mine actually said that kids need to be bullied and picked on to be able to handle it later in life. Well, I think there's some truth to the idea that uh, school is like a microcosm of uh, the real world in that there's always some authoritarian around telling you what to do. <laughs> there, there in is school, that. you've got the referral. In real life, they call them tickets or citations. Uh, so, you know, there's some, there's some similarities there. In, in school, you go see the principal when you get a referral. In real life, you see a man wearing a robe. Well, yeah, I suppose that's the case. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 if you want to make that as a, an argument for going to school, I suppose you can. I'm not making an argument for going to school. I'm just saying, yeah, okay, the, you could draw some comparisons between the two. Well, the author goes on and says, I can't remember when I was bullied anywhere but in school. As an adult, it just doesn't happen unless you're conditioned to invite it. That's right. Likewise, when in, uh, in an adult... Again, we're excluding the police, obviously. <laughs> when we, um, well, who you know, hasn't been bullied by the police? I wonder, you know, maybe, maybe there's something to be said that, you know, being bullied in school conditions one to be more subservient to authority figures. You know, maybe. Possible. May, maybe. I don't or know. Or think that, that being treated that way is acceptable. You know, you, people will treat you how you let them treat you. So, if To it, some extent, it's true. Yeah. So if somebody comes along and walks on you and you don't say anything, you don't assert yourself, you don't stand up for yourself, defend yourself, then people are more prone to walk on you again once they know that they can get away with it the oh, first sure. time. Oh, sure. Sure. So I can't, um, excuse, excuse me, going on, um, th- thinking about, uh, think about it and be honest. It's, it's probably very little. Uh, actually, I skipped a sentence here. Finally, how much of what you learned in school applies to your happiness and success now? And I've asked people this. I asked um, a successful ma- magazine editor in Sarasota, Florida, where I used to work, as a matter of fact, if she really thought that she learned anything, what, you know, the, the college was worth it. And she said, yeah. And... You know, I'm like, well, what did you learn that was worth it? And she couldn't come up with any answer as to what she'd learned that was worth it, but she felt that it was worth it. Usually the answer to why was college worth it that I've heard is, well, you network with people. But that's not learning. She went to school in Washington, D.C. and was working in Sarasota, Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know, what did she learn there that was what did what networking did she do there that was so valuable? It's just what they say. They often do. And I think that if you're talking about networking, if you're talking about your kid being one of the one percent, the high movers that, yeah, you know, Harvard, Yale, the Wharton School of uh, Business, you know, these kind of at University of Pennsylvania, these kind of places. Yeah. Okay, networking makes sense. Go let your kid join the Skull and Bones at, at, at Harvard or whatever, and then networking. I'm with you. But when you're talking about going to you know the average college education, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe when there were two universities in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. okay, two male universities in the state of Florida, okay, then maybe networking made some sense. But I can't tell you how many universities there are in Florida now, but there have got to be more than a dozen. Would you be much worse off or, or better off by going to the young professionals group? I, I would think that you, you know, could, as far as networking is yeah, concerned, yeah, that's out. free or like very very cheap. It's very very cheap, <laughs> no doubt. You go you go and have the. I think you pay monthly and you go. They give you a lunch out of the deal. Basically, yeah. you're paying nothing. You're just paying for the lunch. So anyway, in addition to these five things, I want to clarify that homeschooling is legal in all fifty states. Homeschooling is not expensive or only for the wealthy. And I don't know about. It's looking bad for California though. Um, it, it is tough, but 
you know, mom has to stay, mom or dad has to stay home in order to do homeschooling. One of the parents has to give up the job. And you have to consider costs of gasoline and wardrobe and uh, lunches out and, and, and the lunch of the other parent because then you can pack a lunch um, in that, that situation. And, mm-hmm. you know, a, an active and engaged uh, home manager can also do, do better in buying, you know, buying stuff and, and finding better deals and things like that. Because when you're, when you're, when both of you have to work, you just got to go to the grocery store, throw things in the cart and then you're off um so there there are ways to mitigate the cost but i think that if one of the parents is giving up a high-paid job if it's if it's a what do they call them dinks um you know two wealthy dinks dual income no kids Mm -hmm. um and one of them you know wants to switch to being a uh you know stay at home there's probably going to be a hit to the budget but you got to consider what's what's it worth to you and for the whole decision the whole time for me was if i was going to have a kid i was going to do it right and my wife was going to stay home because i knew that i wasn't going to be the one to stay home i just you know that's i'm not going to be the one to do that you know, i can't imagine the circumstances that would cause that to be happy happen and me to be happy doing it but anyway um Society tells us that we're not good enough, uh, that we're not a good enough option for our children. But we know and care about our children most and making us the very best option. In the end, we all need to do what works best for our families. But if you're considering homeschooling, be sure to research it well to clear away any of the common myths before deciding. Or better yet, try it for a year. The worst case scenario is that they'll go back to school and if it's not working and if you go into it with the flexibility – Love and encouragement, then they'll be a success. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I think it was a very good article. And that's from Bohemian Travelers. Yeah, they've actually got a website at bohemiantravelers.com, but uh, this article was at lourockwell.com. All right, 855-450-FREE. In related news, of course, you're welcome to comment uh, on whatever you'd like, but in related news, uh, Nemi, how do you create a delinquent child? Oh, this is great news out of the University of New Hampshire. This is the first study to look at whether parenting styles influence adolescents' beliefs about the legitimacy of parental authority and if those perceptions affect delinquent behavior. And it is relying on data from the New Hampshire Youth Study. It's an ongoing longitudinal survey of middle and high school students examining the psychological, sociological, developmental, and legal factors that influence adolescent delinquency. And analyses reported are based on data collected over a year and a half, uh, beginning in the fall of 2007. And authoritarian parents whose child-rearing style can be summed up as, it's my way or the highway, are more (laughs) likely to raise disrespectful, delinquent children who do not see them as legitimate authority figures. Let's talk about it here in moments. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. The remaining moments next. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll free number here, 855 453. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1 855 3733. Here with you tonight, Ian here. It's Nemi and Mark. And inviting you to the website, freetalklive.com. Do enjoy the features we give to you. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can promote us. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to get 
tools that you can put to use, like a bumper sticker for free for the back of your car or wherever else you might like to put a bumper sticker. Also, uh, web graphics and high-res graphics with which you can make your own T-shirts and stuff. Though, if you want a real official Free Talk Live T-shirt, there's only one way, unfortunately, right now to get your hands on those, and that is to come to the Liberty Forum or the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yep, that's pretty much the way. <laughs> those are the only two ways you can uh, get them because Johnson will be there, our store manager, uh, will be at those events, and he will be trucking up all of the uh, various Free Talk Live gear, like shirts and hoodies and I think he's probably going to have the the winter caps and such. What do they call those things? Scullies? Skulls. Skull caps? Skull caps. Is that what they call them up here, uh, Nemi? I don't know what they call them because I don't wear them. Sock hat. Uh, Sock, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's going to be, that stuff will be uh, there at the Liberty Forum this weekend starting either Thursday or Friday. I need to get myself some bling. So I guess I should get over there. Huh? You totally should. Yeah. You don't want to miss the Liberty Forum. It's only it only happens once a year, and it's a great yeah. chance to get together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. Uh, again, freestateproject.org/libertyforum. And to promote Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. Uh, we are, by the way, doing our last show from the studio for this week. We're going to be live on location at the Liberty Forum beginning tomorrow night. So looking forward to bringing that to you as it happens and the various different guests and interesting folks that will be milling about uh, the hotel in Nashville, the Crown Plaza Hotel. Uh, so as we were discussing previously, Nemi, you were about to tell us how to raise unruly children. Yeah. Delinquent uh, children. Be, be an authoritarian. This really rings rings so true to me because I was I was raised in an authoritarian household and I did not respect my parents' authority, which ultimately did not go well. Um, But it it, the researchers in this study evaluated three parenting styles: authoritative, authoritarian, and permissive. Now, authoritarian parents are demanding and highly controlling, but are detached and unreceptive to their children's needs. These parents support unilateral communication, my way or the highway, where they establish rules without explanation. Because I said so. That's right. That's right. Quit crying or I'll give you something to cry about. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, what's the other one? Oh, I brought you into this world. I'll take you right back out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Authoritarian parenting produces children who are discontent, withdrawn, and distrustful. Now, authoritative parenting are both demanding and controlling, but they're also warm and receptive to children's needs. They're receptive to bi-directional communication and explaining to their children the reasons for the, the established rules and also listen to their children's opinion. Um, children of authoritative parents tend to be self-reliant, self-controlled, and content. But then you have a permissive, permissive parent, parent okay. who says, you can do whatever you want, non-demanding, non-controlling. Warm and receptive to children's needs, but don't place any boundaries. All right. Uh, If they do establish rules, they rarely enforce them to any great extent. Uh, These parents tend to produce children who are not self-reliant, do not explore, and uh, do not self-control at all. Um, yeah, so I was I was figuring that they were going to say the middle style parenting, but I'm wondering just from this list is so the difference between authoritarian and authoritative uh, by their definition is essentially listening to your kids um, and explaining you know, things, being, explaining things, and establishing things, yourself in a rules, respectful way, having rules and listening. Um, but how many people that have the my way or the highway attitude? don't believe that they are not in the middle category. Like, I think that the people can listen to this list and believe and, and judge themselves, uh, you know, rather generously. Oh, I listen to my kids. I talk with my kids mm-hmm. uh, rather mm-hmm. than ordering them around. Uh, I know for a fact that I lived in an authority, authoritarian household. So 
According to the researchers, um, the results show that fostering and creating parental legitimacy okay. is one technique for parents to exert control over their children. Additionally, parents are more likely to be viewed as legitimate authorities if they utilize authoritative parenting practices rather than authoritarian or permissive practices. So if you explain to your kids why you have rules and you have a conversation back and forth, there's an exchange of ideas. Right. Opinions are valued. The, the child is treated with respect. The, the parent gains parental legitimacy is the phrase they're using in here. Uh, and um, authoritarian and permissive practices undermine parental authority. And, and I thought it was interesting, I mean, for, of course, from a personal perspective, but I also think about this in terms of um, government, the, the role government plays. So government is becoming more authoritarian and sure. people are losing respect for it, you know, because there, there's no reason I should be ticketed for parking on a street during a winter parking ban when we have no, no snow. snow. Yeah. So no snow. How many tickets have you gotten this year? Uh, so far, I think I'm up to three, three. overnight parking tickets. Yeah, to, to some extent, the rule of the rule of law crowd out there, they really don't get this aspect of it. You know, them's the rules. You follow the rules, you you know, whatever. Hey, you, you voted know. for it. I, I just I just think, and I mean, it's been just over the last probably six months or so that I've really come to realize that, you know what? This, this ticket, this piece of paper on a car, if I do not pay it, they will. They want me to sit in jail. Yeah, that's right. Well, they don't want you to sit in jail. They no, want they want you. To pay. You. They pay. want me to pay. I understand, <laughs> but they they will have me sit in jail. That's right. If I refuse to pay, just like your authoritarian parent will whoop your butt or you know sit you in the corner, right? Or exactly. Not let you have dessert or whatever the punishment would be. Now, the authoritarian parenting. There was a really interesting article, oh, probably a year or so ago, about a woman who wrote a book called "Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother." Talks yes. about being. Chinese, a very traditional Chinese parenting, very strict, mm-hmm. um, tells her, her three-year-old, you can't stay up in the house if you don't listen to mommy. You can go out in the cold. <laughs> hey, it's a libertarian uh, form of parenting. I mean, you know, it's a property rights issue, right? <laughs> Uh, some could call that aggression. That, that you know, how would they call that aggression? Well, if you're putting your child outside to freeze to death. You don't put them be... outside. You just don't have to let them. They're not, not allowed to be on your property. You know? Go fend for yourself, if you three-year-old child. Hey, right. I'm just saying. Go stick your thumb it, out on the it, highway and it, see what. You just know. At, at the at the you know a lot of people will use the nap as it's the only solution the for every the non-aggression principle mm-hmm. as, as as if it's the only solution to everything. All I'm saying, when making this statement, is that that fits within the nap, and it's not a particularly a good parenting style. However, when you're talking about a 12-year-old, I think that a 12-year-old that doesn't want to li- listen to the rules. Is legitimately given a tent and said, "Hey, you know, go live outside until you can figure out what you want to do." Okay. Well, I think at twelve, it's a little bit more reasonable than putting a three-year-old completely defenseless outside right. into the elements. Right. I would agree. And and I I, I read um, the excerpts of the battle hymn of the tiger, tiger mother with great um, great interest because, as you were saying, Mark, love is really important in in the unschooling and loving a person, loving a child, wanting a child. Um, and she she made this jump and it was funny. I actually wrote to her about it because I didn't see how she she asserted her kids knew that they were loved. How? How exactly? You're screaming at them and making them practice piano for six hours a day. And sure, they're they're going to go to Juilliard. Congratulations. They're going to go to Juilliard. And but what at what price? Lots of famous, successful people are messed up, <laughs> really messed up. Mm. Absolutely. So I I, th- I saw this and I thought about it and I thought it would be great to bring to the show just because it's it's so interesting how respect and and peaceful interaction with people 
really really change it it can change uh, the course of people's lives really sure absolutely you know? so you know i mean and i think it's i think it's obvious that the authoritarian model you know the the the, the drill sergeant dad of course i have to think about dads uh, you're thinking about tiger moms i'm thinking about drill sergeant dads <laughs> I, I think that that obviously um you know, it is a system that doesn't work. But I wonder whether the drill sergeant dads and the tiger moms think that they would fit into this category of authoritarian. That's as, a good question. And they probably know. imagine that they fit into the category of uh, what they're calling here uh, authoritative, which is, uh, yeah, there's uh, strict boundaries or whatever. But, um, you know, they're 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 they explained. Yeah, they're and they're rational. Um, I, I think that uh, my dad would certainly call himself an authoritarian. Well, one um, thing, if if you want to be certain that you expose your children to, to irrationality, send them to a government school. Oh, that's... Uh, where they where they encounter rules like the one at uh, in Colorado, where a girl who borrowed her friend's asthma inhaler has been expelled. Yeah, according to CBS in Denver. The incident happened at a middle school in Monument, Colorado, and inevitably both the girls and their families are pretty unhappy with the punishment. Well, frankly, it's the best thing that could ever happen to her. To, to be taken out of school? Expelled. Ten days, by the way. The, oh, that's uh, not expelled. That's a suspension. Are uh, setting, sitting out. Uh, Brianna and Alyssa. It's not expel- expulsion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It does say they... Um, well, they, actually, the article uses the term expelled and uh, suspended. suspended in the same article. Yeah, Again, maybe. it's CBS News. Some of the Zero worst Zero tolerance reporting. is not working anywhere. No, it's just terrible. And it's so ignorant. And it's just dumb right on its face. How anybody can take it seriously is uh, is absurd. But then again, this is the one-size-fits-all government system. What are you going to do to change it? you got to run for school board and then you know try to fit into their system and somehow modify it from the inside out. Better First, to just your spend your out. time getting your kid out of the school system. That's right. See you tomorrow. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list. Petra in Jordan is one of my 1,000 Places to See Before You Die. Although it dates back to 1200 BC and was first inhabited nearly six millennia earlier, Petra has only been known to the Western world since 1812. Petra is reached via the narrow, mile-long Sikh Gorge, a winding footpath at times barely 10 feet wide and flanked by towering rock face up to four stories high. At the end of this slim passageway is Petra's iconic Kazna, or treasury, an elegant Greek-style facade that is hewn from the face of a sheer 130-foot cliff and dates back to 56 BC. Recognized from postcards and posters, it was most permanently immortalized for modern-day visitors by its appearance in the 1989 film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar.